Good morning. So, this morning we're finishing our short series in the book of Proverbs, concluding with chapter 4. So, the title for this series is The Beginning of Wisdom. So, what is the beginning of wisdom? How do we start to attain wisdom? In this chapter, we have the clearest answer to that question of the first four chapters of Proverbs. Verse 7 says, The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Easy. We're done. Okay. So perhaps let's spend a bit of time understanding exactly what that means. Because at first glance, that really doesn't seem very helpful, does it? How do you start with wisdom? Uh, Go get wisdom? It's kind of like, say you've never seen a Star Wars film, but you've heard all the hype and you want to get into them. Imagine you ask me, a film geek, how to start getting into Star Wars. And all I said was, watch Star Wars. Because what does that mean? Which film do you start with? The first one they ever released is called Episode 4. That's kind of confusing. (laughs) Then there's a later one that's called The Force Awakens. That sort of sounds like a beginning, right? Do you start with that one? And so it is with wisdom. What does it mean to go get wisdom? Where do we start? Do we read books? Which ones? Do we go and talk to a wise person? Who would that be? While we're at it, what even is wisdom? So this is one of those times where a different translation of the Bible can help us out. And where I'd normally go to one of the more common language versions, like the New Living Translation or the Message, because, you know, youth worker, for this verse, I believe the King James Version is actually the most helpful. It says, for verse 7, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. This is like saying, how do I get into Star Wars? It actually doesn't matter. The important thing is you engage with Star Wars. Just watch any of them and keep watching, because they're all great. Except The Rise of Skywalker, no one really likes that one. (laughs) The point of this verse is not to try and confuse the reader by saying, by saying, get wisdom by getting wisdom. What it's saying is, wisdom is the beginning. Above and before all, get wisdom. So hopefully that's a bit more of a helpful perspective to get us going. But we still have this question, what is wisdom and how do we attain it? So we've heard a few perspectives on wisdom over these last weeks. We've heard about having reverence for God, how wisdom is pleasant to our souls, and about committing wise instruction to our hearts. So let me just add to the melting pot here with my own thoughts, and then we'll all be on the same page for this morning. So in a biblical sense, wisdom is practical, not theoretical. Wisdom is the art of being successful, of forming the correct plan to gain the desired results. Crucially, wisdom is God-given. Solomon, to whom this book is attributed, 
was a wise ruler whose wisdom enabled Israel to prosper. The Apostle Paul had God-given wisdom that he passed on in his letters to guide the early church. And of course, Jesus, the Son of God, had great wisdom that allowed him to go toe-to-toe with the corrupt religious leaders of the time and show them the hypocrisy of their false wisdom. In the process, he gained many disciples to follow in his footsteps and spread the wisdom of his gospel throughout the world. So, wisdom is the principal thing. It is success in the pursuit of godly aims. With that in mind, what does Proverbs 4 teach us about wisdom? So at this point, you might find it helpful to have the passage in front of you. If you've closed your Bibles already, it's on pages, page 638 of the Church Bibles. Uh, so then you'll have an idea of what I'm talking about as I kind of skip through the different parts of this chapter. So verse 7 very much represents the theme of verses 1 through 9 as a whole. Get wisdom, get understanding. This is the important thing. And much like the first three chapters, this is all within the framework of a father talking to his son. Or in this case, actually, in verse 1 it says, sons, plural. We get a sense that perhaps this father was the son from chapters 1 to 3. And now he's grown up and teaching his own multiple sons the way of wisdom. Like in verses 10 through 17, Wisdom will guide you on your journey through life. Verse 12 says, when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Contrasted with wisdom is the path of the wicked or evildoers in verses 14 to 17. Do not follow their ways. Then in verse 18, we get another word familiar to us from the previous chapters. Righteous. To be righteous is to be upright, to practice good morals. Proverbs 10 tells us that from the mouths of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom. These conditions are inseparably linked. Wisdom leads to righteousness, the righteous utter wisdom. The path of wisdom is the path of righteousness. And righteousness, like wisdom, is contrasted with the wicked. Verses 18 and 19 say, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. The wise and the righteous are guided on their path by the light of the sun, which shines ever brighter. The wicked, though, walk in darkness. They stumble and fall over their sin. So this is where I'd like us to focus the rest of our time this morning. This idea of the righteous wise and how they are guided by the light. I said earlier that Jesus is an example of wisdom. Well, actually, as Lou mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he's the example. Jesus is wisdom. Jesus is wisdom, and he is also light. I am the light of the world, he says in John chapter 8. Whoever follows me will, not walk, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows Jesus will not walk the dark path of the wicked, but will be among the righteous wise following the very light itself. 
Wisdom is vital. Jesus is wisdom, so follow his light to be wise and avoid the darkness of the wicked. So hopefully we're really somewhat persuaded by now of the importance of wisdom. But here's another question. Once we have wisdom, what do we do with it? Interestingly, the answer also lies in this idea of the light. Jesus' declaration, I am the light of the world, is certainly one famous use of the light metaphor in the New Testament. But there's another that should be familiar to many of us. You are the light of the world, says Jesus in Matthew 5. People do not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. If we pursue wisdom, as we should, there is no point in keeping it to ourselves. Dare I say, that would not be wise. That would be a contradiction. Pursuing wisdom means pursuing Jesus. Pursuing Jesus means telling other people about Jesus. That is the beginning of wisdom. That is the end of wisdom. That is wisdom. Living a life in pursuit of Jesus, reading his words, worshipping him, following his instruction, and most importantly, telling others about him. Let me put this in terms of our definition of wisdom from the beginning. Forming correct plans in the pursuit of godly aims. Open almost any page of the New Testament, and it's clear God wants us to follow his son Jesus and tell others about him. That's a godly aim. The forming of correct plans is us spending time with Jesus in prayer, in worship, in his word, so we are equipped to spread the good news about him. Jesus is wisdom. Jesus is the light. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is what we should all be striving for and who we should be telling others about. And this idea of pursuing wisdom and passing it on to other people is also found in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we're going back there. <laughs> Couldn't resist. <laughs> so I don't have any Star Wars-themed slides because I'm not wise enough to understand copyright law. So if you haven't seen the films, you'll just have to imagine this. So in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, our protagonist, Luke Skywalker, meets Yoda an old, wise hero and master of the force, the omnipresent power of the universe. Yoda knows that he needs to pass on his wisdom in the light side of the force to Luke and help Luke resist the dark side. Cue several scenes of Yoda teaching his apprentice the light side of the force, which Luke eventually harnesses to save the day against the dark side. Skip ahead a couple of films, and an older, wiser Luke Skywalker teaches his new apprentice, Ray, those very same lessons. Much like the father of Proverbs 4 is teaching his sons the lessons his father taught him. And much like we know the importance of the gospel of Jesus, and that it is vital we pass on that wisdom to others. 
So they too can turn away from the dark path of the wicked to the light path of the righteous. Now, one small hole in my Star Wars analogy is that Yoda and Luke were both old men when they started teaching their apprentices the ways of the Force. Now, in terms of the male thing, let me just remind us that wisdom in Proverbs is personified as a woman. I'm just going to leave that there. And in terms of the age thing, I mean, sure, you might well have a lot of godly wisdom to impart if, like Yoda, you reach the grand old age of 900. (laughs) But back in chapter 1 of Proverbs, the author says that the Proverbs are for among other things, giving knowledge and discretion to the young. So the old, the young, and everyone in between, we are all called to gain the knowledge and wisdom of the gospel so we can share it with others. Just like Paul instructed his young disciple, Timothy, even though you're young, Paul said, set an example to other believers. Devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect your gift. And so for all of us, whatever stage you're at in your journey of faith, you still have wisdom you can teach others. God gives us wisdom when we preach his word. We do not gain it by our own strength. And if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, well, In John's gospel, he tells us that Jesus' light, his wisdom, his good news, is for everyone. Even if you're not yet a disciple of the light, you are invited to be. How do you get the light? Get wisdom. Get into the words of the Bible. Ask God for wisdom through prayer. Worship the wise and mighty Father God in all you do. This is the right thing to do. It is the wise thing to do. To avoid the dark path that leads to hell and follow the light path that leads to Jesus. And if you're more of a master Yoda than an apprentice Luke Skywalker and you have years of wisdom under your belt, back in Proverbs 1 again, it says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning. In other words, however old and wise you are, there is always more wisdom to learn. So there's no excuse for you not to engage with God and seek wisdom with the same gusto as a young, new Christian. So that's pretty much it. It's a short message today, but hopefully one that resonates with most of us on some level. The beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. Or, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Getting wisdom means engaging with God, the most high and most wise. It is so important. And it means sharing that wisdom with others preaching the gospel to them so that everyone has the opportunity to follow the path of light, the path of wisdom that is Jesus Christ. The beginning of wisdom and the end of wisdom is Jesus. Follow Jesus' path, the path of the righteous lit by the morning sun, and you will be with him and his heavenly father 
in eternity. Amen.